You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 5, Episodes 17 and 18, Underneath and Origin. The sudden and inevitable apocalypse looms over Angel and company, who are still reeling from the loss of Fred. But things start to come more into focus when they spring Lindsay from a hell dimension, discover that they have a more dangerous liaison, and work the case of a familiar-looking teenager with special abilities. Angel's a vampire who has a soul, and it's time for a fresh starts. He was Fred Gunn and Lorne are now in charge of Wolfram Hearts. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angel's a vampire and this is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight, so Kim S.O.D. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. What's up, Ian? (laughs) From across the pond. Kind of. Uh, oh, I was about the other side of the hole in the world, whichever one you want to <laughs> trade you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's very little difference at the moment. Yeah, yeah. When is Brexit going to happen? Either it's going to happen, going to crash into nothingness, or. Maybe even get another referendum. No one knows at the moment. I generally think no one actually knows. <laughs> oh, are they no trying one. to like put it off? Yeah, well, no one can agree on what they want to do. Oh, okay. And that's majorly what's going on. Well, welcome. Uh, and this is this will be your final Redemption Cast appearances, and I think your final podcast appearance on any podcast. Right? You you picked us as the last one. You're retiring. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, apparently, words in your mouth. Uh, Bre- uh, maybe Brexit, <laughs> maybe Brexit uh, stops all podcasts from being made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'll have to give up uh, the web or queer if that happens. <laughs> well, that's my regular podcast at the moment. Okay, you slipped the <laughs> plug in, in there. It early. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to wait for any more plugs. Let's just keep moving on here to uh, the Lost Initiative. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, folks, about getting political, but uh, I really want to thank the people that got off their butts and voted this week. Definitely not the people who thought that their vote didn't count. And, of course, what I'm talking about is the uh, the polls in the group and on Twitter about cavemen versus astronauts. Um uh, I gotta say, uh, I changed my vote. Did you see that? No. Did you betray me? No, I went with you. <gasps> oh, hashtag I'm with you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how soon did you change your vote? Cause I, I, I actually, uh, put this in the notes, um, earlier. So maybe I'll just wow. take another peek here. No, it seems mm-hmm. to be the same numbers. Um, strangely on Facebook, um, that has uh, 418 members in our group. Uh, only 34 people voted. This is a was a really important decision to be made. Um, there were a lot of never robins. Uh, I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we campaigned hard enough for it. I know. There's so many hashtag never robin 
people out there that you know they'll just disagree with me even though they know i'm right but so it's astronauts actually won in the facebook group 62 percent 21 really wrong people picked astronauts and then we had 13 <laughs> folks pick cavemen 13 i mean good people hey, why can't you have astronaut cavemen well cavemen cavemen like, astronauts. there's no third choice and i'm sure angel and spike <laughs> would have a problem with that um, so, but I will say the good people of Twitter, <laughs> the good people of Twitter, uh, we have 165 <laughs> people following us at Redemption Cast, um, and, uh, they actually pick cavemen over astronauts. 61% majority pick cavemen. Interesting. You know, I feel like Twitter and Facebook are very different, but I had no idea it would be different at, with our you know as our followers yeah. it's like the 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 primal for the people are on twitter and the um, more uh, <laughs> scientific types are on facebook i guess i don't know which is not how i would have mm, imagined no. it no. <laughs> so anyway um those two polls would have you think that maybe it was a tie because the two polls were involved but i'll just say that cavemen win and we'll move on um <sighs> Isn't, isn't... And of course, Tumblr was blocked from voting. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tumblr was disenfranchised. I gotta say, Tumblr had. I, I, can I just go on a short mini rant? All right. Okay. Minnie Mouse is not an actual. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a small rant. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, gifts. Um, got introduced to Facebook and Twitter, and I think they're a gift from God. I mean, a gift from God. <laughs> Uh huh. Sorry, I made myself throw up a bit. Um, but uh, Tumblr had them ages before, so uh-huh. I really just want to shout out Tumblr and blame Tumblr for all the different times I've looked for a GIF, and it's been like a half GIF, like it's like half a quote. Because on Tumblr, you put like GIF upon GIF upon GIF and put it in a post, so you can have like the beginning of a line and the end of a line and show the action of the scene throughout. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You ever look for a GIF and it's like, why are they saying half the thing? It's because of Tumblr. Oh, oh, I see. So, um, yeah, that sucks. Damn you, Tumblr. Hmm. Huh? I haven't been to Tumblr in years. That's <laughs> <laughs> where the little kids hang out. Still with us, Kim? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's first talk about underneath. Uh, that came out uh, April 14th, 2004, written by Elizabeth Kraft and Sarah Fain. Let's talk about them. They always get the girly episodes. Think so? That's what it seems like to me. It's a girly episode? Like, well, I, it's the domestic episode. You mean? I'm, I'm like really offended. Domestic episode? You mean like because of suburbia? Suburban hell? Mm-hmm. That's all I can figure. That's the only angle i can come up with i actually give him a shout out in my notes uh in the in one of these first scenes so I'll, I'll i'll mention that when i get to it but um i don't know if you noticed kim but after guest starring as harmony on buffy and angel for over eight years uh, mercedes McNabb joins the c- credits i did notice that yeah. because i noticed that it was a new title sequence mm-hmm. um because it included fred as Illyria. Yep, Illyrio's Which I in think there. was awesome. I mean, <laughs> yep. uh, and so somebody, I'm like, oh, that's nice to let her join the cast for the last hurrah. Yep. 
for some reason, I had remembered Harmony was in it from the start of season five. Was in the credits, that is, from the start. Of, but, yeah, it's only, you know, near the end here that she starts appearing in the credits. I always think of Harmony as, like, a really great character who's been around a lot. Um, between Buffy and Angel, there are 256 episodes. Uh, Kim, can you guess how many that Harmony has been in? Guest episodes? Just any episode that she has been in. Between Buffy and Angel. 256 altogether. Like 50? It's uh, a little bit too much. Actually, it was 33. Really? Only 33 out of 256. Mercedes McNabb has been, you know, in the cast. <laughs> I'm not sure, but wasn't she in Welcome to the Hellmouth? I know she definitely was in The Harvest. Yeah, yeah she is. Yes. Definitely around the She's high been there days. since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> So it's crazy that I'm like, wow, that's a really small number of appearances for, I don't know, but it's good that she's finally getting some credit. Um, so we're like six episodes away from the end. Um, all right. So we start off, uh, Angel is wondering why he's alone. Nobody's at the meeting. Um, Harmony walks in, um, and uh, then Spike comes in and he brings a briefcase and I think I'll- that's so funny. Um, yeah, to I Spike with a briefcase. Like I'm serious. I loved now. it. We're just down to business. I wasn't sure. But keeping his beer in the briefcase. Yeah, was his beer in the briefcase? <laughs> I think I it think was. So. That is his important work that he brought. It's <laughs> just like a child with a briefcase. Like, what do I put in here? Oh, my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They said the writer said that David Fury hated this teaser. Oh, really? Really? But Joss loved it. So they kept it. I thought it was. I I really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. thought it was quite funny. Do you have any reason why? I don't know. Hmm. And they said that David kept cracking up every time James uh, would open the beer. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> and they said that James the next day shaved his head and gave his hair away uh, for charity or something. What? What? He's still yeah. on the show though. So is he wearing a wig uh. the rest of the time? It doesn't no, look like a wig. I don't think maybe so. Maybe after this episode, they uh, maybe he's right. always wearing a wig. I maybe they they had a, a you know a Mini holiday hiatus. break or something. They said that in the commentary. But it's still- yeah, uh, 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 Baldwin. What's his face? Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. Okay. Adam Baldwin said that he said, "Yeah, the next day I saw him. He his hair was shaved. He did some kind of charity or gave it away or something." He would have to get permission, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just like... Oh, okay, he's going to get impregnated right. by, a, by a demon that'll probably be like some sort of demonic goddess if, <laughs> for doing a kind of thing like that. What is he doing? Well, see, I just wonder if these episodes were filmed together, these next couple, because in the commentary they talk about how they found that Joss called a uh, a group meeting and that's when they found out they were canceled. Mm-hmm. But then notes in the next episode, Origin, Andy Hallett says that, he, that that's the episode they found out they were canceled. So I think that they were they were filming like several episodes right there together. Yeah, I read that it was during the uh, – when Angel and Spike were fighting with uh, the wrath in the basement. This episode. Right, that's, that's when, that's they, when they found it. out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed more or less at the same time because the characters are just spread out so much in this. And yeah. 
you, you know, you could just I, do a scene with Angel and Spike or do a scene with Illyria and Spike mm. or Illyria and Wes. Sorry, guys, I dropped out, but I'm back. Hey, welcome back. <clears throat> I like uh, we, we start talking about a team name and uh, Spike and me is like, don't tell me it's the Scoobies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then he mentions uh, Angel's Avengers, and Angel really kind of digs that. It seems, <laughs> Which yeah, <is> funny because <laughs> yeah, the they Avengers. know each other quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, if I had caught up in time, I would have said some feedback on this. So I don't know whether anyone else had the same idea with back when they actually talked about the whole prophecy of only one vampire with a soul. They've gotten prophecy translations wrong before. Hmm. It could actually read vampires with a soul. Oh, right, right. Back when uh, we were talking about destiny. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm jumping in, but it's one of those things that I've been thinking about for quite some time and knew I had to bring up if I was ever to come on season five because it's a little pet peeve that they, they never address the fact that they've got the... Prophecy translation wrong before. Why can't it be wrong this time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, also, Illyria yeah. calls Spike a half breed. Oh, I hate that so much, guys. Oh, because it's kind <laughs> <I> of <laughs> racist, a racist yeah. term. <laughs> oh, just a little. But, like, oh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, it made me shudder. Yeah. I think she means, like, half between human and vampire. I, so. Yes. Um, uh, uh, anyway, back in the scene here, Angel broods about letting crazy but brave Fred come to L.A. Bad things happen here. But uh, suddenly, Progressive Spike says that Fred made her own choices. And that's where I made a quote, a little uh, note here. Hooray, female writers. <laughs> because, uh, you know, Spike has said some awful stuff in season five. Where it was like, it's nice that he uh, it just kind of sticks up for Fred having her own you know choice in, in the matter. Anyway, Angel says he thinks he needs to do better, and he's very impatient, and he says, we got to find out what the senior partners are planning. And so um, they go find Eve. Uh, Angel threatens to break down her security if she doesn't help, and then suddenly the building shakes, and in walks Adam Baldwin in a suit. Uh, yeah, well, gone. before that happens, Spike tends to say something that's a little Buffy-ish. You the way he kind of... You know, oh, I'm trying to remember the quote, but essentially, I think it's something about the rat snake, a beady little rat snake thing, and it just sounded like something uh, Buffy would say to someone she's getting into a fight oh, with. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if you, you you've heard a couple, the first couple episodes of season five here, uh, Ian. We're definitely doing a say whatever quote you want at any time. Nowadays. Yeah, I know, but I just couldn't. <laughs> I had it, but yeah. I couldn't quite get it, you know. But yeah, that was so. He stuck with me. I was, I was thinking, yeah, someone hang out, hung out with Buffy a lot um, recently. Um, at the mention, Baldwin is the third Firefly cast member to be recast as a villain in in the series. Or in Buffy, well, Buffy, we had Nathan Fillion as Caleb, Gina Torres in last season as Jasmine, and now uh, Adam Baldwin as. Uh, Unfortunately, not as many syllables as Alexander Hamilton, but just Marcus Hamilton. <laughs> lawyer Marcus Hamilton. There you go. Is he a lawyer? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
meanie Marcus Hamilton. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we go to uh, Caritas, which I haven't seen in a while. Lauren, and we also we see Carlos the bartender, who we I, I don't know if we ever we hear him calling for Carlos every once in a while, but we actually see Carlos here, and Lauren is reading him about his upcoming happy wedding. But Lauren is feeling pretty miserable. He says he's been drinking since Fred got sick and he realizes he needs to get his act together because that's what the green guy does. Um, and he calls her, is this where he calls her the woman that he loved? Uh, makes sense, but the girl I'm not that sure. he loves. Yeah. Um, I always took that as kind of more as a friend, not wanting to be in a relationship with like Wesley oh, yeah. and Gunn. Because otherwise it would just be, no, no, that's just too wrong. You can't have every single one of your male leads wanting to be in a relationship <laughs> with this one woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I take it as, you know, we just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, kind of so like, good. really, did you like it? Yay, Team Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh, you know, like. You like astronauts you too, stuff, right? <laughs> Huh? Yeah, Freddie was Freddie loved Mary. He loved her. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to be married to her. Right. Well, I think he, <laughs> so, he didn't want either. he didn't want anyone else to have her either. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lauren, Lauren loved Fred just like you know she, he didn't want to be married to her, <laughs> but he loved. Her. I think anybody who meets Fred is just like I love this girl. <laughs> she, yeah, she's so exactly. sweet. Everybody loved Fred. Uh, this whole scene is actually wasn't in the original script. It was added because the episode was short. So wow. this is a little out of out of out of the blue, or it's like all of a sudden, Lauren is at Caritas, you know, brooding. <laughs> well, we yeah, everybody needs to be mourning the the loss of Fred in their own way. But it, I, I, uh, at least we see Caritas still exists. You know, yeah. it's still going. Yeah, and it's good to have uh, you know Lauren get a scene. Uh, you know, or two before the end of the show, because you know the way her, him, and uh, Harmony have been kind of trading episodes, as and who gets the amount, uh, gets a good amount of screen time for a secondary character. They actually get a scene together in this one, right? Uh, so Angel brings Eve to Wolfram and Hart and adds some security, and then he goes to see his lawyer. And Wolfram and Hart is just like the Luther Mansion. <laughs> Anybody can walk in and out of it. <laughs> I can say that Anybody for a fact. Anybody that wants to come in can come in, even though they really try with the security. So he goes... But also the entire floor is empty apart from the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but before that happens, uh, Angel goes uh, to the hospital room, see Gunn, um, and he tells him that he paid a high price for what's in his brain, so he better just use it. And Gunn comes up with this whole legality where the CEO of Wolfram and Hart can take custody of a wayward employee, and that should be good enough to protect her. <laughs> um, and I like this whole thing where Angel just kind of promises, yeah, you're going to feel bad for the rest of your life, but you're still a good man, and you can use this chance to atone. He can redeem himself. <laughs> mm. um, all right, so we go to Wesley's apartment, and he wakes up... Uh, he has a, he has this little dream of Fred, where it's like this like whole thing where she says, "Do you want to see how deep I can go?" 
Yeah. Um, is it Wesley's apartment or is it Fred's apartment? It looks like no. it's still Fred's apartment um, when he wakes up. Oh, I wasn't sure. I, you know, we spend so little time in any of those places that uh, it could be. I'm not sure. But uh, apparently he got drunk and uh, screamed at Illyria and called her names and then passed out in a chair and was snoring. <laughs> and he says He called her a smurf at some point yeah. <laughs> uh, He says I was dreaming you twit Illyria <laughs> uh, says the nightmares Walked amongst them in their time And now they're stuck in people's heads And Wesley agrees with her That this world is a pretty big disappointment And uh, I agree with him too um, I mean how Hard would that be To mourn Somebody to mourn the loss of Fred while you're staring at her face, right? And also you know? technically staring at the entity that killed her. D- yes, right. it's, it's like triply disturbing. Uh, Illyria actually mentions visiting world with nothing but shrimp, and this is yep. a reference to Buffy episode Superstar, in which Anya and Buffy are talking about. Alternate realities, and especially a another one that has uh, one of the realities being a world with nothing but shrimp. <laughs> uh, uh, I knew it sounded familiar, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. I thought I think it also gets another reference at some other time oh, yeah. in Buffy as well. It might be during the uh, Anya song in season seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. Angel wants answers from Eve, and it turns out she says that she's an immortal child of the senior partners created just to do their bidding. And I'll have to Which say that kind of messed that up. Make, huh? um, <laughs> he, her, um, Who's Eve? Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> that was Edward, I'm sure of it. Too. <laughs> that was in the, he's, he's very loud. Sorry. <laughs> he's always loud. Uh, sorry. I was just saying, wouldn't that make Eve Adam Baldwin's sister in this whole scenario? Because was was Adam, was Marcus created? Well, if they're body? both created by the senior partners, right. which it's kind of inferred that Adam Baldwin's her replacement, which me, must mean he's kind of exactly the same as her, but kind of the yeah. male version. Yep. Um, so she says if they want info, they're going to need to find Lindsay and he's in some sort of insidious, awful hell. And we cut to Lindsay in perfect suburbia with a beautiful wife and a son and the newspaper on the lawn and the mailman and all that. Um, then we cut back and this is, uh, uh, Spike talking about how he doesn't trust Eve, even though she sang the Pina Colada song for Lauren. Uh, again, a missed opportunity. <laughs> I know, and and we had a bit of a trivia there that uh, before that Sarah Thompson was begging to do some singing on the show, she got a little uh-huh. bit of it, but she didn't get to sing Pina Colada. Yeah. Um. So Angel wants into that hell, and uh, that's when Gunn shows up in his old wardrobe, ready to help. Yes, with the baggy pants. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, just, yeah, I think it makes sense, I, you know? I, no, never mind, never mind. I was going to ask a question, but no, I'll wait till later. Okay. Um, when, we, when we get to it. 
Lindsay helps with his son's homework and then is sent to the basement for a stove bulb. And he dreads it and then slowly heads down. Uh, meanwhile, Gunn takes Angel and Spike to the self-driving Camaro. Spike geeks out about Knight Rider, <laughs> which is another thing that ref- is a reference back to Buffy. Um, apparently, uh, he, he, oh, I got a feeling at that point is oh, he, he's, he probably has this sort of oh, if only Warren was here, he'd get that, and then immediately think, no, no, I hate Warren, <laughs> not Warren, um, Andrew. Sorry, Andrew. It was uh, it was Clem that told Spike there was a Night Rider uh, marathon coming on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but still, Andrew and um, our boy Clem. Spike always oh. had the kind of geeky conversations. Uh, so they get Lindsay. They say they got to get Lindsay, and then they have to face the wrath. Um, and so they drive through this tunnel, and it's daylight. Uh, Isn't that the um, the tunnel from Back to the Future and <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Sure looks <laughs> Yeah, it's a very familiar-looking tunnel. Uh, meanwhile, Wesley is trying to convince Lyria to leave. She talks about all the worlds she's traveled, the shrimp world, yada yada. Uh, she talks. She starts to freak out like she's claustrophobic. There's walls are all around her, and her face is in her face. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I just kind of like I want to be into these scenes, but I'm just not. <laughs> I don't know. No. No. What do you What do you think? Mm. You like You like this stuff? Um, I don't know what to make of it yet. Okay. I'm still, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting whatever Illyria is saying to 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 get her character fleshed out mm-hmm. to, uh, mm-hmm. to to get who she is. Go ahead, Ian. I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think this there's better versions of this scene in the next episode, but they're working out what this new dynamic is, and I think. Everyone hasn't quite got a handle on the new situation. Yeah, and we're yeah. we're wondering why is Illyria still here? Just like uh does Harmony say, Why is she still here? <laughs> why haven't we killed her? <laughs> uh so we go to suburbia and Lindsay Okay, wait wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suburb is, the suburbs are hell. Yes. You know, that gets old. <laughs> But, I mean, it was pretty cool going from nighttime. Okay, the the self-driving car that knew where it was going. That was pretty cool. Yeah. These cars are awesome. Yeah. Going to, from day, from dark to daylight and it's manicured lawns and everything. And this, um, I, I like that, oh, it's hell, but oh, it's a wonderful uh, heavenly place that Lindsay is in. But oh, it, there's something dark and nightmarish happening. So, Yes, it's enjoyable that, but the uh, the the suburbs the suburbs are hell is so overdone. <laughs> <laughs> Even when this was made, it was overdone. Mm. I don't know. I still enjoy it. I like the whole loop thing. You know, you know, it's not often we have the suburbs are hell, but everybody's on like this loop. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Gun opens up the door to the car, which frightens Angel and Spike. <laughs> He has a remind them they, they're in a different dimension. The sun's not going to fry them. Uh, they go to the door. They're invited in by his lovely wife. Um, Lindsay comes down, does not recognize them, doesn't recognize the name Wolfram and Hart. They say he's in hell. They say his whole life is a lie. He thinks it's a joke, but then he starts getting irritated about it and tries to kick them out. Meanwhile, Lorne and Harmony are reassuring Eve that she's safe, and then all the alarms go off. 
the man in the suit arrives. Uh, Harmony scoffs about about him, and he just like punches his fist through a security guard. And I just love this. They all <laughs> scream, and then it cuts back to the next scene <laughs> mid scream. That was great. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. great. And also they said something about Terminator, and he's very Terminator-like. Yeah, I believe Termi- the Terminator did that in well, the 84 one, was it? Well, he to me, he's always going to be the abusive dad in Radio Flyer. So whenever I see him, I'm just like, he terrifies me, <sighs> Adam Baldwin. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was just like, oh, you know? He's, uh, you know, I love him. In the roles that he's in, but uh, his his real personality is is wanting. Really, he, something to be desired. He's a, he's a big. He's a big. Uh, uh, you know, he's James Woods like. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Just don't. He's very right wing. Right wing. Right wing. I'm trying to not say asshole. Yeah. He, he watches Fox News. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, well, I mean, and and you know. It's, it's, I am okay. I understand. I live in Alabama. Mm. I understand. But when you're an ass on Twitter. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can. I haven't checked in with him in a few years. I remember when he first came on Twitter, I was excited. I I followed him. And then I was like, oh no. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't argue with people. (laughs) I still love Jane. And uh, he was great on Chuck too. And uh, I think he's good here. He's he's he's. Uh, it's funny because he shows up at the end of the X Files, and so when he showed up at the end of Angel, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> here comes the series ender. <laughs> Deja vu. Yeah, yeah. And he's. I think he was pretty much unstoppable <laughs> in X Files too. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Angel realizes the medallion is the problem. Lindsay remembers when the white... It's always the medallion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where's the power it's center? Always- uh, Lindsay remembers, and all of a sudden, the wife pulls out an Uzi. They go outside. The ice cream man and the millmen are armed. Inside, the sun is shooting. That was the most disturbing. It's kind of... I did notice... Not when I first watched it, but nowadays, that's kind of yeah. a bit too... Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they had the whole situation with... Since then. Was that? A lot of time has passed since it was filmed. You know what? Well, you know they had the whole graduation day, Buffy Columbine thing. You know, so it's still kind of like oh, they did. We don't want to. We don't want to see it, that. And I noticed the camera doesn't actually shoot the kid like you know, no pun intended, <laughs> like head on. You know, you don't see him standing there with an Uzi for more than like a second. Most of the time, you're they're shooting from behind him, so it's like you know, probably uh, you know, a little person. Yeah, I I, I I know a lot of the same things were happening. It's just it, it's oh, it's even worse now. I know <laughs> it, it feels worse now because there's just. So much other worse things happening as it's also ha- as these horrible things are happening at the same time. Yeah, and so you can't. It doesn't feel like there's an escape anymore. Nope. Um, all right. So meanwhile, Harmony, uh, the, the Mar- uh, Marcus comes through the door. Harmony jumps him, yells at everybody to get out. Barely holds what, what I kind of love about ha- the way Harmony d- jumps Marcus here is 
for me, it kind of looked just like um, the dream sequence at the end of Series 4 of Buffy, where Harmony's trying to bite um, Giles' neck. She does the same manoeuvre. Well, yeah, Buffy's dream got Harmony's attack right. Uh so Lauren and Eve get in the elevator, which I assume just took you straight to Angel's Angel's place, but I guess it goes to the parking garage as well. <laughs> I was like, mm. they're going to hang out at Angel's house. Anyway, we go back to suburbia. Uh, they find down in the basement a bloody bench and a, a pile of hearts. Um, Angel and Spike see that the furnace is the exit, but a huge demon comes out to fight. It's a gigantic fight until Gunn puts on the medallion. And says that he knew all along that to get one out, one has to stay, and he's gonna take that on. Um, and like that. Yeah, that was um, very poignant. That yeah, that Angel was like, "Oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go. We're gonna leave you here. Yep, and work out, work it out later." Yep, and I mean, I think he kind of sees. You know, he was talking about. You know, redeeming yourself and doing what's, you know, being a good person, even though you've done wrong, you're, you're constantly trying to atone for it. So he kind of sees a little bit of himself, I think, in mm-hmm. gun sacrifice. He's like, I understand, been there. Yeah. Um, greater good and all that. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it is during the filming of this scene they find out um, Joss Whedon now has just six episodes to tie up all the loose strings of the show. <laughs> And I'm sure they already have, like, you know, scripts in development, you know? So, um, so yeah, they find out the the furnace is the escape, and they have to run through it before Gunn loses his memory and assumes um, Lindsay's role. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty sad when we see them escape. And Although, given the next episode, they could have always just taken the amulet off Gunn again yeah, yeah. and then put it back on the... They didn't necessarily have that time limit. <laughs> uh, so in the g- car garage, Lauren and Eve are about to drive away in the Camaro, I guess, which would have just taken them to suburbia, uh, which I guess came oh, back yeah, on its own. Oh, yeah, how did the Camaro get back? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I was really excited to see uh, Eve and Lauren go on an adventure together. Yeah. And then I was disappointed uh, when they didn't go anywhere. And for a moment, I thought they were going to take the original Angel Mobile. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then Angel, Spike, and Lindsay all land on the hood of this beautiful Camaro. <laughs> uh, and Spike says, "Oh, about far. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and it was also funny when they arrived at Lindsay's house." And Gunn opened the door to let the sunshine in, and uh, Angel and Spot both were like, ah! Oh, were you away when we, we talked about that? <laughs> I mentioned it oh, earlier. did we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Oh, oops. It's okay. I was zoned out. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I was trying to keep Sadie from barking. Oh, that's fine. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Lauren is shocked that Gunn stayed behind, and he's a bit disappointed. He says, yeah. I guess that's what we do now. He's, you know. Mm. Yeah, things are different now. We're losing people. So that's when the man in the suit steps out and gives Eve her contract. He says he's Marcus Hamilton, their new liaison to the senior partners. And um, and now that Eve is done with that, she has her mortality. So she's just going to grow old and die. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. Marcus has a cheery attitude. He's very happy to meet them. He's a hundred percent behind them. Welcome to the team. So, but the thing <laughs> is, the uh, Angel Investigations they tried to to be separate from Wolfram and Hart, but they are a part of Wolfram and Hart, and they are never getting free of them. Um. Well. I don't know if you noticed when um, you get a shot of the group of them after he's left, um, Spike and Angel have the exact same pose. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're more similar than you like to admit. <laughs> uh, then we go back to Wesley and Illyria now on the roof, and she mourns not being a god. Wesley's mopey. They talk about feeling weak, and I just kind of like... I. Watched this scene like three times and was like, I don't even know what to get out of this. I will say that all uh, those scenes are written by all these scenes. This one, this episode, are written by mm-hmm. Joss. Um, so I was like, oh, Well, man, it kind of feels like it because this scene, along with Lindsay's monologue uh, in the next one, is kind of ramming home the whole pessimism thing at this point in the season. Of yeah, it's not worth fighting the good fight because. The end's already here, and everything's awful anyway, and you're not really heroes, uh-huh. so why bother fighting yeah. kind of thing. So we go back to the office with Angel talking about Lindsay, asking him what he knows, and Lindsay's all, he's like, oh yeah, just so you know, the Earth is hell, and yada yada, and Angel's like, yeah, I already got the elevator ride <laughs> back in season two. Uh, yeah, like three seasons ago. <laughs> Um, and Lindsay says the apocalypse is already here He's soaking in it It's not an apocalypse, it's the apocalypse And they're playing for the bad guys They've accepted the world the way it is Whereas uh, heroes actually fight it Angel thinks that they've all been All they've been doing has been a distraction Lindsay says the war is here And he's already two soldiers down mm-hmm. Two soldiers? What about three? Well, you still not, they're not even bothering to count Cordy anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Gone a while. That's what I was thinking. I was like, are they saying Fred and Gun? Or are they make, not saying Gun's completely Gun? Maybe they're he's counting Cordy. Yeah, uh, a poor Cordy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gun is sent to the basement as we go to credits. Yeah, uh, they said that he watched. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Christian do his scene and then like imitated Christian. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like the saddest part of that is like, I mean, obviously getting your heart ripped out over and over again kind of sucks, but like he's like, he's just like a drone. He has no memory and he just has to experience that fear over and over and over again. Um, mm. I don't know, that hit home for me. Um, all right, so do we want to rate this so we can get on to the next one? Um, how about you go first, Ian? What did you think about this episode, and what do you rate it? Well, yeah, it's it's difficult to rate after the last couple of episodes where you had such a massive change, a massive death of Fred, and the emergence of Valeria. It, it it's, it's almost as if with six episodes to go, you the series has almost started over again. Yeah, it's. 
I think it's so. In that case, it's not brilliant. It's not bad. It's around maybe a six. I think um, six out of ten. Mm, six out of ten pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you like them. Um, I'm getting caught in the rain. Kim, what'd you think? Um, again, I think there's a lot of setup, so I. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I uh, I was really surprised at um the the gun switching spots with Lindsay. Right. That was this episode, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was um I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I thought this I liked it cuz I thought it was a little bit campy. I liked I liked the the inside jokes. I was like it's a shame because I'm just, I we know that it's ending, but I'm like these guys are starting to like find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So, I really liked all this stuff with Angel and and um Spike and like you said, I'm just sort of like, uh, with Illyria and what's his nuts? Wesley. I'm trying to think of anybody's name right Wesley. now. I'm so tired. And Wesley. Anyway, I'm rambling now because um, I'm trying to figure out how what I what I really actually want to rate it. Because when it was done, I went, uh, okay. Uh, I actually was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to give it like seven out of ten briefcase beers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 had, I did not remember this episode at all. So it was like watching it from the, you know, first time. It, I really liked a lot of these ideas, but yeah, like it was, it, it was missing the oomph that it, that they usually yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the Illyria and Wesley stuff were just, it was just so, so kind of boring. So yeah, something was missing. I give it, uh, seven because uh, seven because it was very interesting the the twist of uh going down in the basement and that's where the horror was and the 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 uh, like Robin said the um the um uh, what do you call it the um cycle the uh the loop <laughs> the loop yeah he was on a loop yeah loop and time and all that's really interesting so uh seven but only a seven because it was missing the mm-hmm, specialness mm-hmm. out of 10 7 out of 10 I will get to it in just a second sharp dress terminators <laughs> they yes. kept going on and on oh that sharp dress man oh that suit oh that oh he was so sharp dress he's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a lawyer yeah alright Robin okay just want to make sure nobody's running in my room right now um okay uh, I like this episode. Uh, I would say it's not like, oh my god, it's the best. Uh, but I, I think I enjoyed it all the way through, uh, except for the uh, Wesley and Illyria stuff. I mean, and I feel bad because it was written by Joss, but I think it's kind of like, I don't know, Joss kind of like sent in like the first draft or something. I mean, I'm no, yeah. I'm no writer critique, but it seemed like I was like, wow, this is really just kind of like rushed or something. Uh, yeah, like there, he's like he's. Dancing around something, he's dabbling with something, and I, I needed more of a, a, a point made, and uh, it didn't seem like it got there at all. Um, and it felt like filler. It felt like uh, you know I got more out of uh, um, Angel and Spike scene that David Fury hated, and the uh, Lauren and Carlos the bartender scene that wasn't even supposed to be in the episode. <laughs> it didn't even matter. <laughs> 
I love the introduction of Marcus Hamilton. Uh, you're like, what the hell is this guy like? A, you know, a psycho that's going to run through everybody, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I don't know, he's friendly, and should we trust him? Should we not trust him? I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, the suburbia as hell loop really works for me. I I dig it. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, the X Files episode Arcadia, so maybe that's another thing. <laughs> you know, there was no trash monster in this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I guess I probably liked it just a little bit more than you guys did. Um, so I'm gonna give it um uh, seven point five. Out of 10. Ooh, that much? Yeah. Seven point five out of ten. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? I'm going to stick at my original rating because I was I was feeling embarrassed that you guys were writing as well. I'm going to stick with the eight that I was going to give it. Eight out of ten. Oh. Oven bulbs. You see ah. that? Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that gives it a seven. Average. Yeah. Any quotes we want to get out there before we move on to origin? It, it, it's weird. Both of these episodes, I really didn't find many quotable moments. Yeah, there were some funny things, but yeah, the dialogue is not very snappy. Oh, I should not uh, like it usually is. So, am I reading all my quotes? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked it when Angel said. Uh, to Lindsay, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're here to help. <laughs> uh, Spike uh, says, welcome to the planet. We all paint on our happy faces every day when all we really want to do is pound the neighbor's missus, steal his Benjamin Franklin's, and while we're at it, not think about the third of the world that's starving to death. Um, hmm. And uh, I also like Lauren's, uh, what do I think? I think I'm tired. I think I'm sick and tired of wearing bells on my toes and making, like, everything's going to be okay. I think it's pathetic that lately I'm too scared and sad to tell people the truth, so I just say what they want to hear instead. Most of all, I think the term happy hour should be banned from the English language. There's nothing happy about this hour or any other. Mm. Which is the saddest I've ever heard, Lauren. It's pretty bad when Lauren is mm. down. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we go on to the next episode? Origin? Uh, released on April 21st, 2004, written by Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Uh, now, this episode definitely feels like they're trying to wrap things up. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, tying a couple bows, I think. Which uh, I wonder if Drew Goddard is like the richest person from Buffy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he has so many movies. He's, man, okay. he's, you know, he did Daredevil. He came up with Daredevil. He did uh, Bad Times at El Royale recently. Cabin in the Woods. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure Joss is the richest. Yeah, Joss <laughs> yeah, got all that Marvel David money. Fury. And DC, buddy. A lot of money, too. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Who? David Fury. David Fury. He, you know, David he's Fury. done a lot of variety. <laughs> uh, Marty Noxon. She did something recently. Sharp Objects. The HBO money. Oh, and, and she, she had... Uh, what's the show where they're doing The uh, Bachelor? Oh, Unreal? Yes. How did I know that? She was also Once Upon a Time for ages. Oh, that, mm. that was her as well. Oh, wow. Um, anyway. Oh, and uh, Stephen Tonight. Oh, yeah, he's had lots Spartacus. of shows. He's the uh, Marvel stuff. All right. Um, Angel. <laughs> Angel finds Wesley watching Illyria in the lab. Um, does it, I, 
This is funny. He says she's either counting or oxygen molecules or analyzing the petri dish she just put into her mouth or sleeping. I can never quite tell. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that that Wesley is spending so much time with her and studying her so closely. Well, it's all that remains of Fred. Yeah. Yes. It's this. It's this uh, obsession, like that he's, or this. Uh, he can't. He he just can't break free from this from Illyria, right? Because of Fred. It's so it's mm. odd. Well, he thinks that you know she's her. She's his responsibility. So he's mm. kind of taken on a. Uh, I have to ask you, Ian. Um, how do you pronounce the word spelled P E T R I? Petri. Really? It's a Petri dish. Yeah. That's funny. Not a Petri? Petri dish. Obviously. It's a Petri dish. Okay. Because I, I read that, uh, you know, Alexis Stenisov got this wrong because uh, anybody. Well, because uh, some people say Petri, Petri, Petri and yeah. some people say Petri, but oh, okay. I've always said it is a Petri dish. Okay. Well, that trivia fact was wrong. <laughs> no, 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 not necessarily because it's I do. It, it's one of those things where. We've got we say different things. We say some words different differently depending on where you are in the country. Mm-hmm. Like some yeah. people say scones, some people say scones. Right. Next week's poll is going to be uh, Petri versus Petri, but nobody's going to know which one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Angel tells him he doesn't have to do this on his own. Um, Wesley says he wants to test her. Someone could get hurt. And he just says, well, make Spike do it. <laughs> Wesley's like, okay, good. <laughs> uh, then Angel tries to snap, out of, snap him out of it. You know, Fred's dead and uh, he's still alive. He needs to act like it. So cut to Wesley taking a meeting with uh, a couple whose uh, son was hit by a van and wasn't hurt. And so Wesley calls Angel in to talk about it. And Angel on his way in. Here's a familiar voice say, hey, Dad. And then, Kim, what, what was your thought? I thought he was talking to somebody else because that's just how it is. <laughs> I didn't think he was talking to Angel. I didn't think it was a um, dream sequence. <laughs> and I was right. So. <laughs> right. You were already spoiled by the damn DVD menu. That's right. I was. No, I was, I was spoiled by the DVD menu that he was going to be in the episode. Right. But uh, when he said, hey, dad, I didn't think he was talking to Angel. So Connor. Well, it's good that Connor's character is different now. And he's this like normal kid Mm -hmm. instead of the Connor that he was. More Uh or less. But there are moments where his instincts are very similar. You know, the way he went later on when the. They're talking about um, how, you know, he's being threatened and stuff, but the way he makes decisions is very similar, but his motivations and his character is very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like he's, uh, he, his, he doesn't really worry about as much. He just kind of launches into it, but he's also, you know, it's like he, they kind of took the passion that he had away so he's just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, um, you know. <laughs> that, well, that d- determination to get back at his father, that. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Angels uh, sees Connor and immediately declines the case, sends the uh, Rileys on their way. Um, and in private, Angel tells Wesley, they can't be distracted. We need to get him out of here. And we know what this place does to good people. 
And then, speaking of good people, we see Gunn in the basement. Post-heart extraction, we see the actual after-effects, the heart growing back. And then just I just love the little the, the <laughs> de- giant demon handing him this little bulb. And he just, <laughs> like, okay, walks back upstairs. Well, that kind of also implies there's a box of bulbs in the corner somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, am I to get this right? So... Gun traded places with Lindsay to go to this hell place because they basically needed a one for one swap right. because there can't be a void. Mm-hmm. So, is he living Lindsay's hell or his own? Well, this is this is a dimension. It's just a they had like a, said that the, if the, the Wolferman Hart put Lindsay there until they decided what they were going to do with him. It's just okay. a placeholder. Yeah, holding. Place. Yeah, so anyone could take that place, essentially. At least it's not a fiery cell where he's like on fire. <laughs> that would be. The they must update game. it every uh, once in a while, though. So because... okay. So okay, uh, it doesn't really matter. Anyways. No. no. <laughs> anyway, we cut to one of my favorite parts of this episode: Illyria punching Spike in the face, just amused by it. Um, and he's just trying yeah. his best to take notes on his darn clipboard. And <laughs> oh, that's so William, though. That that's kind of <laughs> William, kind of coming through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wesley comes down and he mentions his confusion about how Angel's acting. Uh, Illyria likes the whole loyalty that Wesley has to uh, uh, to Angel, and Wesley says it's just because he trusts him. Dot dot dot. Hmm. Uh, we get to we go back to Angel. Oh, yep. oh, oh, pe- oh, audience! Remember when he didn't? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you realize that this is probably the most he's going to trust him now for for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Angel is in his office yelling at Marcus because Marcus knows the whole situation, and uh, Marcus uh, asserts him that he is not a little girl, and they won't be making love on this couch anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I may have taken Eve's place, but we're not going to have the same relationship that you and she had. <laughs> and then he, you know, is okay. He set his boundaries, and then he says the senior partners are not behind it. This must be somebody else doing this. Um, mm. So on the ride home with his parents, Connor tells the Rileys that he knows that they're worried about him, and they pull into a parking lot, and suddenly they're attacked by demons. Uh, Connor fights with them and is amazed by his strength. But then, out of nowhere, Angel jumps in and just ransacks these guys. Oh, that is definitely old style Angel, yeah. though. That. <laughs> well, not only you know helping the helpless, but also like he's you know the the watching over his son, you know. But also the the pounce over the car move. Yeah, and then there's just the completely like. Breaks this demon's back in front of Connor, and Connor's like, "Whoa!" And then he's like, "Oh, that was awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> um, Angel then brings the parents to be checked out at Wolfram and Hart's medical wing because you know hospitals, I guess, are not working or something. And the medical wing where Fred kind of caught a <laughs> yeah, demon. Yeah. <laughs> place is known for uh, sarcophagus so uh, worked it in, worked it in um, okay, Connor asks uh, Angel what he is and he kind of like takes it alright that he has some sort of enhanced abilities, he's like a superhero he thinks, 
Um, and then Connor asks Angel if his life is kind of like Anne Rice novels. And Angel, <laughs> Angel says his life is pretty boring. And that's when, we, you know, on that cue, Spike is just thrown into the hallway by Illyria and storms back in enraged. <laughs> oh, that again also seems powerful, of course, for Spike. <laughs> I think the like, he comes flying out and then I think the clipboard comes flying out after him. <laughs> so, uh that's, so Angel brings Connor in, and we see Illyrio just Illyria just not Illyrio Illyria just <laughs> standing on Spike's head, um, and Illyria says that she wants Spike as her pet. <laughs> um, she catches Connor lusting that. after her, and uh, the, first uh, part of, the first part of that's good. This one warms. Yeah. Then. Hmm. Oh, you don't like Connor saying he's always had a thing for older women? And then Angel's saying, <laughs> we're supposed to fix that. They were supposed to fix that. That that was an LOL moment. For yeah. me. That was good. He's uh, got a tap. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Shout out to Cordy, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we got some demon research, and they find out that uh, these are minions of Sivis Vale. And Wesley is surprised that Angel does not want any backup to go visit him. Uh, so Angel goes to see Sivus, killing all his guards. And Sivus is just this, like, you know, old... Could have given him a die off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's on, like, a... He's got a drip bag. Is that what it's called? A drip bag, Steph? <laughs> it looks like some kind of drainage bag. A drainage, a drainage bag. tube. But aren't these the people that had the little the demon thing that bled like green stuff no, that they drank? No, that's the Archduke Sebastus. Oh, okay. That's, that's something else. Okay. Sorry, we should ask him. She knows all about this. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> well, okay. There's a goof here. Oh, there is. Because uh, Angel tells Sivus uh, that they talk about Sajon, right? And Angel says that he trapped him in a bottle. But it was ja- it was Justine that trapped him. That's right. Yeah, I had that written down too. Okay, and the angel shouldn't even know what happened to Sean John. Yeah. Sean John. Unless that's one of the other memories that was changed. <laughs> yeah. Angel got his own memory changed that like he's responsible for it. <laughs> Make me feel good yeah. about myself. All right, you you helped you saved us from Sajan. Here you go. <laughs> um, I like uh, Sivis is actually played by Dennis Christopher. Uh, Dennis Christopher starred with Dennis Quaid in Breaking Away, um, but I know him as Eddie Kasprak from uh, Stephen King's It, the 1990s version. Um, so uh, shout out to the 1990s Tim Curry It. And what did everyone make of the makeup uh, for this demon? I thought it was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was pretty nasty looking, so it did its job. <laughs> mm. Uh, Even his ears were getting moldy yeah. uh, So Sivis says he wanted to know what Connor was capable of And he's kind of hinting ahead of what he's going to ask about uh, Meanwhile, Wesley and Lauren find out that Sivis is a warlock That worked with Wolfram and Hart He was paid a ton of cash for some sort of mind control and reality shift And uh, <laughs> it happened to be right around the time they took over Wolfram and Hart So, hmm uh, so wait, wait. Might have happened before they took over Welcome Heart because that's the reason why 
Angel joined Will from the Heart, so he had to have been commissioned and paid for before they took over. He's really good at what he does. He had it done in like it's just Connor. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, changing all of reality for the last couple of years. <laughs> no biggie. Um but yeah, what stuff? Why is why is Julie Benz, Charisma Carpenter, Justine, the Beast? Will you just uh, are you reading Lala. IMDb is over this there? In this episode? Yes, I don't remember this. Yes, Jasmine. Yes. Oh, because there's like little flashes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. Mm. Edit. <laughs> I'm not editing. Simon <laughs> <laughs> so, says he created all of Connor's memories, and you know, like he said, he talks about this one where Connor got lost in a department store, and you know, it kind of scared him. Um, and he says that Connor is some of his finest work. And Sivas says that he wants Sajan dead, and he has the urn that he's trapped in. And uh, Sivas then conjures an Orlon box, which would bring back the memories if he smashed it. So Sivas says the prophecy is that Connor kills Sajan. Y'all remember the Niazian scrolls? Niazian? Niazian scrolls? Mm. Sure. That I love. I love that they pay this off because. Uh, was it the third season? The end of the third season when they fight Sajan? Um, Sajan really, really wanted Angel dead. And we was like, what is this guy, this old man in her robes problem <laughs> like with, the, with Angel? Yep. And then baby Connor was born and he really wanted the baby dead. And then he was instrumental in bringing the baby to Kortoth with Holtz. And uh, that was so. Essentially, it's one of the uh, one of the many self fulfilling prophecies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Uh, the prophecy was that Connor kills Sajan, so he was trying to get either kill Sa- uh, kill Connor or get him as far away as possible. But uh, Angel tells Connor and Wesley about the prophecy. Wesley is is confused why they're going along with this. You know, they need to think about this. And but Connor's like, nope, I want to protect my family. What are we waiting for? Let's go do it. Um, that's when Marcus shows up on his own to the uh, uh, suburban hellscape. And interrupts the torture session to um, ask Gunn if he wants help and um, says that his friends aren't helping him. If he wants his help, just ask. And Gunn's like, nope. And he goes right back to mm. goes back right back to the pain. What was he going to offer? Mm. Yeah, what was the thing Gunn would have had to do for him? Just get something through customs, probably. You know, something, <laughs> something he's good at. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Angel trains with, a little bit with Connor. This is kind of like a callback a little bit to Angel and Connor training together a little bit. Uh, Connor's a bit... Doesn't doesn't Connor... The weapon Connor picks up first, isn't that actually the weapon Connor always used to use or go to first as well? Oh, I don't know. That kind yeah. of spike uh, um, axe thing. <laughs> yes, I think so. Like that was his signature... Weapon. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, Connor is bumbling, but Angel says, hey, you're you're faster than Sajan, so you have that. Meanwhile, Wesley goes digging into some filing cabinets when Illyria reveals that Fred's memories were altered. Isn't this the archives? He's come back to the archives. And we don't see the, the actual physical manifestation of the archives. I always thought that was a cool little side character. Yeah, the progressive lady. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh... Oh, what's her name? 
Um, but yeah, Wesley finds a contract signed. Those by are him. funny commercials. Um, so Connor and Angel show up at Sivas's. He says Connor says he's going to kill Sajan, uh, but if they don't leave his parents alone, he's going to kill him. And I don't know. He goes through this whole like brutal thing that he's going to do, but it's pretty like unconvincing and naive sounding. <laughs> but it's also the sort of thing old Connor would have said, but more threatening. Yeah. It's kind of he doesn't have the kind of angst behind it that old Connor would have had. <laughs> so Connor steps through the mystical partition where he can't see Angel or Sivas. He opens the urn and welcome back Sajan, who pretends to be uh, a genie. <laughs> 10,000 years! Grant <laughs> you three wishes. Yeah. <laughs> Connor breaks it to him that they're supposed to fight. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I'm here to kill you. <laughs> that's when Sajan realizes who Connor is. Um, they exchange some small talk, um, and then Sajan, uh, like, sucker punches him with his own urn. Angel discovers he can't get in there to help. Uh, Sivis holds the box, the Orlon box, and threatens to release Connor's memories if he tries to intervene. Sajan- that was pretty cool that he couldn't see him. He could, uh, um, he- Connor was, like, there by himself, yeah. and Angel was right there. He couldn't see him. That's the prophecy. He's got to do yeah. it on his own. Sajan's wiping the floor with Connor, and Angel sees that Sivas doesn't have the box anymore. Dun dun dun! Wesley does! Which I thought was no! so. Oh no! The impression I got there was Illyria kind of did some time manipulation. Yep. Ah! Oh, yep. Okay. They just didn't want to pay for the effect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's standing with Illyria, calling Angel a Judas. Um, Illyria punches Angel and says, He doesn't follow you any longer. Um, Angel then says, listen, Connor's my son. Wesley asks if Fred was the price he paid. And Angel begs him. He says, smashing the box won't bring Fred back. But Wesley doesn't trust him and, of course, smashes the box. And that's when, Mm -hmm. Steph, all the memories come back. We see flashbacks of Darla, Lila, Cordy, Justine, Holtz, the Beast, Jasmine. All going. Okay. And Wes is just completely, like, horrified, like... Holy shit, like all uh, the stuff that yeah. you forgot about. And Angel's on the floor, of course, horrified. Oh, it wasn't me who caught uh, him in the urn. Sorry, I was trying to call back to my little joke earlier. It didn't work. <laughs> but Connor would not have beat Sajan unless this happened. Yeah. So it was Again, like, it's it was all part like, of the prophecy. All part of the prophecy, yeah. Um, because I like, also like Connor think... had the ability. Connor had the ability to do it, but he just couldn't do it. Yeah, he goes into. And so, oh, go ahead. So now but, that uh, he has old Connor's memories and all, he was able to uh, successfully kill. But I also Sajan. don't think old Connor could have done this because he would have been too filled uh, with his too, old uh, angst. Yeah, and too attached to the father that raised him. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's uh, not Sanjay. Well, no, no, but it's kind of. I don't. I. I think there would there be things there that you know Sajan might have been able to actually sway Connor to his side with right. certain arguments. Yeah. And it's kind of Connor needed to have this whole other life to actually be able to defeat Sajan. 
Right. You think? Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely think that. Yeah, Wesley describes it later as a merging of memories. So. Yeah. 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 So we get Connor, who was uh, able to fight, but without the uh, attitude of old Connor. <laughs> I don't know when he gets up and he's without the childhood trauma. He gets up and <laughs> and and has that Connor sneer on his face. My first reaction yeah. is like, oh god. <laughs> There he is. It's the fleeting thing. It's kind of that passion of of combat and then goes. Connor says he just got cranky after uh, quickly beheading Sajan. (laughs) Well, in that scene, later on, it's kind of obvious that, yeah, he remembers both lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says the whole fighting thing isn't for him. He just wants to see his parents. So Sajan is is dead and gone. Prophecy fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Kim? Is uh, Shan Shu going to be pr- fulfilled uh, by the end of this season? I hope Shan so. Mm-hmm. I, want re- I want another remix of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got Skrillex yeah. working on it right now. Nice. Um, like, I don't know about you guys, but did did Connor annoy you as much? In this episode that he has in the nope. past, nope. I was like, "This kid's kind of cool." Yeah. And then I was like, "Parents, you need to raise your kids right." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, actually, when I watched this originally, well, not straight away, but I kind of at the time had this whole theory that you know, uh, kind of goes back to university and meets um. a um, uh, meets Dawn there, and kind of they share <laughs> those crazy stories of their. Family. Yeah. Crazy family. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just would be one of the... A lot of people would have hated that. No, thank you. Perfect spinoff show that nobody would watch. Uh, nobody yeah. would watch. All right, so Wesley and Illyria talk about the memories he now has, and she says there are two sets of memories, some real and some fake. And Wesley says some of the fake ones weren't just to hide the truth, but to endure it. And uh, if you want more about memories and how they affect identity, see Joss Whedon's later work, Dollhouse. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Connor. Also see um, (laughs) one of the later episodes of Firefly as well with Jubal Early. Right. Because Jubal Early kind of goes into that whole thing as well. He has a whole monologue on it, Uh. I think. Uh, Connor jokes about his dad being pissed, uh, and then he accepts. He says that he's different, and he's accepted that, and it's a good thing. He just wanted to say goodbye. And he wants to go back to his old life now, and he says, "You got to do what you can to protect your family." I learned that from my father. And Angel's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's origin. I was pleasantly surprised with this episode because I if, again I saw Connor with the DVD title page and I was I was getting ready to hate yeah. it because I I just don't like the character. But that being said, I thought he was not unlikable, and I was actually rooting for him. <laughs> so I really I I ended up being pleasantly surprised. Like I think. You guys called me just before we started uh, recording. I was still um, watching the last little bit of the episode. Right. And I didn't want to give it away. I'm like, guys, come back in five minutes. So like, oh, guys, call me back in five minutes. You know? Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was getting into it. 
Yeah, it's again, it's it's like you're welcome. A little bit of like, okay, we understand season four was terrible. Here's a little redemption for mm. that too, and you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, can I give opinion spoilers for comics? Uh, uh, sure. No, huh? no, no, because no. it might spoil something. So give it after. Okay, give it. That's why I asked. because you might imply that somebody, people survive, people don't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything. No information. This, this, uh, I'm building a wall. <laughs> We've come this far. Yes. We cannot spoil it anymore. <laughs> so everyone knows Angels of Vampire now, yeah. right? She still doesn't know that Ben is actually Glory. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, oh, that's actually another thing I always wondered about Elyria. Did Elyria know Glory? Hmm. <laughs> Did she know Jasmine? Right, exactly. <laughs> now there's a spinoff that I'd love to see. <laughs> uh, okay, let's rate this, starting with you, Ian. Okay. Yeah, I like this one better. Um, probably because there's a couple of old nostalgic thoughts about my old theories where I had when I first watched this. Because people who do listen to The Way We're Queer know I love making theories. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, I, I I have my whole theories of oh, what if John and Connor actually met after this, or actually there's actually some potential for some fun stuff here. And the Spike and Illyria scenes are brilliant. But that's a dynamic that works so well. And the Wes and Illyria ones are getting better. I think that they're, they're finding their footing, mm-hmm. and I think. And Connor is a much better character here. I, when I was younger, I didn't mind his old character so much, but this new character is much better. Like the fact that they're actually wrapping up the whole Suzanne thing as well. So I think I'd say um, seven and a half um, clipboards out of ten. Okay. Uh, Kim? <laughs> Um, I kind of half gave my review, um, uh, already, um, say it all again. I know the stuff with the stuff with gun is sort of like, I don't know. It's creepy and irritating to me. (laughs) Um, um, cause when they took the, when he took the necklace off, he immediately put it back on. It's like, he, he knows he deserves to be there in a way. Mm -hmm. I just don't, Oh, I was like, Oh no. That sucks. Self-flagellation or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he, but when it when it's happening to him, he doesn't know what's happening. I I don't. uh, I'm torn. I just think it's creepy, weird, and um, I don't. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Um, what else is I gonna say? Yeah, I like. I I I actually did not hate Connor. So I won't say that I liked him. <laughs> I just I didn't hate him. How's that? That's the a little bit better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, <sighs> yeah. I think I was gonna give it. I wrote down eight, and I'm still gonna give it an eight. So I'll give it an eight out of ten. Oh shoot, I can't even remember what I'm writing. Eight out of ten. Um, let's make one up. Um, what are those? The cube thingy. Eight out of ten. Four boxes. There you got. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm so glad Connor is a completely different character (laughs) 
And uh, at the end, when we got that little wink of, you're my dad, okay. uh, I was kind of, ex- I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see what happens after this, because I can't remember if he comes back or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I so, yeah, say, I was even, I was even excited. Robin tips us if, if it's the end of a character, and that's the last time you'll ever see that character. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done that, so I'm, I'm thinking he'll be back. Yeah, so uh, I kind of wish this gun thing would wrap up. Actually, I, I thought I, I remembered um, him getting out in this episode, and he doesn't. I was surprised yeah, when I was surprised watching that it, it keeps going. Oh, you're saying he gets uh, out? I thought he did. I thought he did. That's what I'm saying. My memory said. Uh, one thing and it didn't happen. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. So keep, I keep digging that it... hole. <laughs> <laughs> I give it eight out of ten petri dishes in the mouth. <laughs> petri dish. <laughs> petri dish. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I really like this episode uh, a lot. Actually, I, I, you know, it is worrisome. Oh, sorry. I said eight out of ten cougars. That's what I wrote down. Sorry. <laughs> Older women. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I was really happy to have you know as a person that likes some continuity that loves this show and loves following the story and having it all make sense. It's great to have uh, Connor come back and having some payoff of what happened to him, as well as uh, Sajan. It's crazy that they bring back this season three villain to pay off <laughs> this prophecy uh-huh. they set up like two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, but it all like I love how it makes sense and how it you know the whole it, it is kind of a huge episode in the fact that we find out like Wesley finds out about the what you know Angel did to them like that's set that, uh-huh. you know and he's going to go off and sing under your spell um, after this and it's, <laughs> it's going to be. Awkward. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I like I like a lot of this episode. There's not really much that I don't like. I love the Angel – or excuse me. I love the Wesley and Illyria stuff in this. I love, love, love the Illyria and Spike stuff in this as well. Um, yeah. So um, I, I think this is a pretty great episode. So that's why I gave it a 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> Vampire Pets. Yeah, I, I was surprised uh, personally for me that these two episodes didn't quite reach the highs I thought they were going to reach. Um, and I think maybe that is because of um, the previous two with Hole in the World and Fred turning to Illyria. It, it's such a big thing, and then these happen, and I kind of I think that skewed my whole way I saw the series. Mm-hmm. All right, so this has a eight. So uh, at the average was underneath got a seven, and Origin got an eight. Um, so uh, anybody have some quotes before we get into feedback? Nope. No, no, no. Sorry. Don't quotes anymore. We did right them now. already. Um, Mine was the Connor one about how you like older women because I wrote Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down two spike quotes. Um, the one is, you know, Spike trying to make Wesley feel 
better about you're trying to help Wesley argue with the angel. He says, oh, old broody pants got you wound up, eh? Keep in mind he can't get laid without going crazy. Makes it funny. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then spikes to Illyria. I think we need to set some ground rules here. Number one, no more punching me in the face. Two, when I punch mm-hmm. you in the face, you tell me how you feel so I can write it down on my clipboard. Three, no touching my clipboard. Illyria <laughs> <laughs> immediately punches him in the face. Yeah. Okay, I had an angel quote too. It was just she really put a whole piece. Oh, I see. She kicks him in the face. Uh-huh. She obeyed his rules. She actually just kicked him in the face. Oh, so he's, she's listening. <laughs> All right, we have a couple of feedbacks. Not much. I, I kind of broke it um, in the middle of the week. Like, hey, we're recording like two days. So sorry, folks. Um, but uh, this one's from Bruce. Bruce says, underneath may not be the bestest episode of television ever, but dang if I can find anything wrong with it. Okay, the conversation in Lindsay's living room wasn't as good as the rest, but other than that, every conversation seems perfect, whether they're talking about how they feel or about what's going on in the world around them. Angel tries to ease Gunn's guilt by pointing out that all he did was sign a piece of paper. Then, a little later, Wesley finds the piece of paper that Angel that all Angel did was sign. Gunn finds out where Lindsay is and gets started on his own redemption. From meetings with beer to the wonder of worlds of shrimp and an insensately lustful glaciers to a suburban holding dimension that will tear your heart out and leave it piled up on the floor. After all... The worst spot in hell is reserved for those who betray. Wesley has conversation with another dead girlfriend and those two guys in the bar. Heartbreaking. If only Wes had known who the guys were as once again, he is unable to trust Angel because of the partial information he has. For 16 episodes, Angel has been worrying about what Wolfram and Hart was doing for them. Turns out the senior partners weren't doing anything. Angel and company did it all themselves, from the mind rape in episode 1 to the restoration of their memories in episode 18, um, the lifting of Vale's veil. (laughs) It's been their decisions that have led them to this point, which is the same thing that is powering the apocalypse, and he puts a little trademark next to the apocalypse, the apocalypse by Wolfram and Hart. (laughs) Garmonbosia is the word that comes to mind. The pain, hatred, and misery in the world seem to be feeding the wolf ram and heart and has allowed their power to grow during the age of humans, as a Twin Peaks reference. Um, rather than an event, the, the apocalypse, trademarked, by wolf ram and heart is an era, the era of humans slowly falling into ruin. At least Connor dropped by. That's something, right, Bruce? <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. It's a good thoughts there. And the next one, the last one here is from Ray. Ray says, <clears throat> The show continues its strong run of episodes of these two. I think it's clear that now the writers know that this is the final season of the show. They have abandoned the standalone format of earlier in the season and they're going full speed ahead with tying up loose ends like Lindsay, Connor, Angel wiping their memories, and the prophecy that Connor would kill Sajan. I really like how Angel seems to be much more take charge in these episodes. Early in the season, he seemed overwhelmed by being the head of Wolfram and Hart and was sitting back and letting things come to him. The talk that he had with Gunn at the beginning of Underneath and the one he had with Wesley at the beginning of Origin were both take-charge speeches where Angel knows that they have all been through a lot, but also know that they can't just sit and wallow in their sadness and blame. They need to get out of there and figure out what's going on, be more proactive. In Underneath, I find the hell dimension that Lindsay is being kept in pretty creepy. 
Gun sacrifice, while noble, doesn't seem to be all that worth it, at least so far. Lindsay really didn't give them any information that was useful, did he? Uh, although I find Lindsay's speech at the end of the episode to be pretty interesting, with his insistence that the war had already started and Angel is down two men. We also get introduced to the new liaison, and it's Adam Baldwin. I know it's blasphemous to say as a Whedon fan, but I didn't care for Firefly and bailed after like four episodes when I tried to watch it. I did love Adam Baldwin on Chuck, though. He joins a string of actors that just hired to Buffy or Angel after Firefly was canceled with Nathan Pilliam's kids, Caleb on Buffy and Gina Torres's Jasmine and Angel. Summer Glau... <laughs> I'm repeating. Who's snoring? <laughs> Are you asleep? Are no, you asleep? it wasn't me. I was I, I heard the snoring as well. Kim? I thought it might be one of the dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't me. I was reading. Summer Glau was on Angel, but I think before Bob Firefly. Okay. As, a, as for Origin, I hated Connor when he was actually on the show, but I love him in this episode. Gone is the teen angst of the kid who grew up in the hell dimension and was raised by Holtz to hate Angel and in his place is a genuinely likable and pretty funny college student. While I would have been perfectly fine with never seeing him again, giving us this episode was even better. The show had to access the... the had to address the memory wipe at some point, and I think this episode is a great way to do it. The episode is well-constructed and written. I loved how Wesley was so persistent in his research and that he figured out what had happened on his own by following the paper trail and wasn't just told. The episode was the culmination mm-hmm. of multiple... That was good. Yeah. Multiple, multiple storylines from the episode Sorry The episode was a culmination of multiple story arcs From last season and wrapped them up All very well It almost felt like a season 4 coda Just 18 episodes later That being said, I'm happy that Connor isn't sticking around I also have to say that <laughs> Illyria cracked me up in these episodes Her storyline with Spike was great I loved when she called out Connor For being attracted to her And last but not mm-hmm. least, she continues a running joke From Buffy of the world without shrimp and the world with nothing but shrimp. These are brought up by Anya and Buffy, and here Illyria says that she spent some time in the world with only shrimp, although she tired of it quickly. Anyways, just wanted to say I love these episodes and can't believe we only have a few more left. Enjoy it, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Okay. And we have, yes, four more episodes left of Angel to talk about. And the next two. Or mm-hmm. the next one is a, uh, dang, what's his name? Shoot. Ben Edlin. Oh, the writer. Okay. Yes, Ben Edlin. Next episode. The next two episodes are called Time Bomb, uh, I guess written by Ben Edlin, <laughs> and yes. uh, The Girl in Question. And I want to request a commentary for The Girl in Question. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll remind <laughs> oh, you. Oh, Kim, who do you think The Girl in Question is? Oh, yeah. Wow, I don't, I don't know. No, you don't know. Okay, I probably guess um, the Earl, uh, the easy one would be Illyria slash Fred. Okay, would be the obvious one. But could it be Buffy? Could it be Willow? Could it be? I don't. Have, I have no clue. Okay, absolutely no idea. Well, I will enjoy hearing your reactions as everybody else will as well. And uh, we'll. Uh... Oh, is it Faith? Uh, no, mm. I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Ian, thank you very much for being on the show and staying up very, 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 very late uh, to oh, it's, talk it's, it's always good to talk um, Buffy or Angel, so I'm, it's great being on again. What is it, like two <laughs> in the morning there? Uh, it's quarter to two now, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this episode would go quicker, but uh, I don't know, so much to talk about. Uh, well, it's been an interesting night. Um was playing in the Star Trek universe earlier. Got to talk about Buffy and Angel now. Well, yeah, Angel now, sorry. <laughs> Buffy. All right, well, yeah. thanks a lot. And well, thanks for coming out, and maybe we will talk to you in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to try and save a feedback for all the last couple of episodes. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, all right, so you can find us at uh, redemptioncast.wordpress.com. You can email us at redemptioncast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at redemptioncast. Um, you can still follow Kim's Instagram if you want. Um <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, come listen to me and Steph talk about uh, Sabrina uh, on uh, We Don't Want to Wait. When are you starting that? Did you do it already? We're now going to be two episodes into it, or excuse me, two podcasts into it. We're about seven episodes into it after the one we record tonight. It's very adult, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to watch that. Okay, cool. Tis good. Nice. Tis good. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on Redemption Cast. Namaste. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me on. Bye. to be classified.